0: Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirsty Call. Together we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to
1: bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look.
0: Learn how to write stellar stories at this year's Picture Book Summit.
1: Join us online for The Right Stuff, creating picture books that are out of this world with superstar speakers, Kate DiCamillo and the Fan Brothers. Plus, enjoy workshops, agent and editor panels, and more on October 8th, 2022.
0: Visit PictureBookSummit.com to register today. Do you need help getting unstuck with your writing?
1: Kirstie Call is a therapist-trained life coach who will help you get the drama out of your life and onto the page.
0: Visit KirstieCall.com to register for a free consultation today. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E-C-A-L-L.com to register today.
1: Hey, Kirstie. Hey, Kim. I'm feeling in the mood to brainstorm. What do you say we do Ooh. a quick brainstorm on storms?
0: I love that because I'm feeling a little stormy today. So okay. okay, so let's, lightning,
1: let's go. Let's go. Mm, crash, thunder,
0: boom, hail, <laughs> rattle, <laughs> plunk,
1: plop, <laughs> explode.
0: Oh, that's a great one! I love brainstorming because I usually come up with about a hundred million terrible ideas.
1: Well, the hundred million (laughs) terrible ideas is good because you get them out of your head and then it makes room for the wonderful ones that you'll turn into a story. Exactly. Indeed. And the book we're talking
0: about today helps with that. Brainstorm by Rebecca Garden Levington and illustrated by Kate Cronreef is a brilliant example of word storming.
1: Yes, it really is. We're excited to chat with Rebecca, Kate, and their editor, Sarah Rocket, about this wonderfully fun and educational book. Hold on your hats, kids. I have a feeling all hail is going to break loose in this interview. <laughs> Let's talk. <laughs> Rebecca, we're gonna start with you. As a former second grade teacher, I wish I had this book while I was teaching writing because it would have been the absolute perfect book to use to talk about brainstorming. Where did you get the idea for this story about a brainstorm storm? <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> so, really, it actually came from a storm. I was sitting at my desk, button chair, praying for my muse to come. She never came. And I was like sitting there, and it started raining outside, and I was just listening to the rain, and I'm brainstorming, and there's a rainstorm, and I'm like, brainstorm, rainstorm, like, I, it was literally, like, complete, (laughs) and I just started typing, it, like, it was really weird, because usually stories do not just come like that, and I just started writing, and I wrote this one that really is not too far from the end result, I went and looked it up. It was, my brain feels foggy, gloomy, gray, until a brainstorm comes to play. It starts with just a single drop, one small idea, then more, plink, plop, and that was it. And then I was like, I just kind of went on from there, and two hours later, I had this short little six stanza poem, and I thought I was done, and I went off and lived my life, and I didn't really think it was going to be a picture book, Um, and then... just kept calling back to me. And so I just kept coming back to it. And that's really how a lot of my ideas come to me is through puns and wordplay like that. Just thinking about a word or a phrase or an idiom that could be taken literally. A lot of my ideas come like titles like that. So I was like, oh, brainstorm, that would be a great title. And so that's where it came from.
1: Love Love it.
0: Sarah, what was it about this story that made you want to acquire it? It's
3: both fun and educational, in Sleeping Bear Press, we love books that are both fun and educational as that's really like our sweet spot. And anytime I find a submission that does that really well, it's a really easy project And bring forward. So the writing with this one was super tight. It was really lyrical, but there were still elements that were usable right in the text. So it crossed that divide really well from just being a fun, wonderful, fun to read picture book and having elements that a kid or adult even can learn from. Um, I knew right off the bat that had some back matter included, and I knew we love back matter at Sleeping Bear Press. I knew that with some really robust back matter, like she had provided, it could be a really useful tool for both kids and teachers and parents. For kids who are already creative and love kind of creating stories or games or whatever it is using their imagination, this is a really lovely boost for them to give them more ideas and speak to the things that they're already great at. Um, and then also for, for kids who maybe are struggling with the idea of brainstorm, it's obviously a wonderful title for them as well. I was really excited when it came into my submission list. The writing was really strong. The concept was really strong. It was a really great kind of niche spot for first Sleeping Bear Press. One of the other things we're looking at right now in the post- pandemic sort of rolled. I don't know. Anyway, the point that we are now with COVID, with kids going back to school and teachers are recognizing some of the gaps that kids have experienced over the last couple of years with open up schools. This felt like a really fun, easy way to up some of their learning and do it in a fun way, a way that they can practice at home. So it's a really wonderful fit for the moment.
0: I love it so much. Yeah. This really resonates with me because I love brainstorming. Yeah. I love rhyme. The rhyme is so beautifully done and it's so easy to read. And everything about this book is so exciting. I do want to know because there's a really beautiful synergy between the words and the art. Sarah, what was the illustrator selection process like?
3: It was tough. It was really hard because we loved the text. The text is wonderful. We were super excited about it. And then once we started thinking about, okay, how do we illustrate this? We were like, wow, this is going to be a toughie. This is, it's not like just your standard picture book. It's going to be really difficult. So we knew we needed an Artist who had a lot of creative chops and that we could see that in their portfolio where they could be creative and playful and graphic. And we felt that this book really needed a true artist on it. So we looked for a long time. We did a lot of looking. And when we found Kate's work, we were like, oh yeah, that's it. It's great. Fingers crossed that we can get her on board for this book because her style just really echoed the feel of the text really well. And we could tell from her portfolio and the other projects that she's worked on that she did have those creative chops to kind of take this failed text that didn't really have much concrete illustration. There was no real action that was illustratable that right. that much, right? Like playing in a storm of words. How the heck do you illustrate <laughs> such a thing? So we knew that she could bring really fresh ideas, fresh perspectives to the project that we hadn't even been able to conceptualize ourselves. So that was the process. It was a tough one. Some books are harder than others. So this one, I worked with our art director, who's wonderful. Um, and she got me lists and lists of names. And we we went through it and when we found Kate we were like great done that's it's <laughs> going to be perfect
1: and it is it is it's brilliant <laughs> it's brilliant Kate what was it that made you want to say yes to working on the project
4: I love this text straight away it to me it read like a poet and it's and it abstract in a way because it, the setting is a classroom most of it is actually of course in her imagination I thought that really Fun. that gives a lot of space to be playful. I also like starting. I like character driven stories. I liked the, the fact that she starts at the beginning to sort of, be sulky, stuck with this blank like, piece of paper in front of her and then there's a the build up to suddenly she's having enormous amounts of fun getting messy and wet and dirty and splashing and that. I just thought it's really it's fun. And, and I knew straight away that I would like to work on it. It's That's it's exactly amazing. what every
0: author wants to hear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: exactly. So, Rebecca,
0: your word choice, the onomatopoeia, the rhyme scheme, it all comes together to create this perfectly fun and educational and inspirational, entertaining text. Can you share with us what your writing process was like for this book?
2: This was sent to other editors prior to sending it to Sarah. And they all passed on it because, oh, we really love the idea, but we have no idea how we could illustrate this. And so I'm just so grateful that Sarah could see the potential and was willing to take the risk of finding the right illustrator. And I'm so grateful that she found Kate. And Kate, I'm so grateful you were found and you were able to bring all that. As I said, going back to the writing, it started as a poem. I didn't think it would be anything other than that. But then as I kept coming back to it, this is all about writing and having fun with ideas, which is stuff that we as writers do. And it's stuff that our future writers do, which are children. And they do this in class and often, and I hear it from my own children. I have two boys and they're always like, writing is boring. And I wanted to give that boost to the kids. As I'm writing it, i started to introduce more writing terms and storytelling terms and nouns and adjectives and phrases and sentences. And the way I did that in terms of writing process is I create word banks, which is essentially just a word document that has a list of words. And I created two for this one. I had one that was weather terms. So dreary, flash, drizzle, downpour, gusts literally in a line down the page and the other one was storytelling terms or writing terms beginnings middles endings characters themes topics and i kept these up on my uh on my computer at all times while i was writing because as i was writing in rhyme obviously you can't just throw in any word right it has to fit the meter it has Mm -hmm. to sound good when you say it it has to have alliteration and onomatopoeia and assonance and all of that so When I was thinking for that perfect word, I could look down my list and see if any of those fit. It's like a puzzle, really, piecing together a story like this and also making it work in order of a storm brewing was not easy. And so definitely the writing was not easy, but it was so fun. I love writing and rhyme. It's like my favorite thing to do because it is like a puzzle. It's like the best wordle game in the world, right? <laughs> and when you yes. finally get the word, like on the sixth try, and you're like, yes, I did it. It's like that. And so, uh, Yeah. A little bit about the back matter as I was writing it and realizing this could be a tool for teachers as well as homeschooling parents. I thought this could use some back matter. And so I created Cloudy with a Chance of Ideas, which was a bunch of writing prompts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then,
2: and that was just, I basically like put on my seven year old hat and just started thinking of like what things would be fun to write about. And I also, googled and tweaked some writing prompts that I found online. And then a tornado of terminology, which is a glossary of all the writing and storytelling terms that I mentioned throughout the book. I created a document that had funny phrases and themes and topics and things that Kate could use to inspire her illustrations. And so that's where all that text comes from. Because people ask me if that was included in the initial submission and it was not. Because I wasn't thinking about that.
3: I actually was not (laughs) thinking that deeply about it as well. And that was actually, it was a request right from Kate. Um, And she had said, I would love to illustrate the wind and illustrate some of these things that you're talking about, but I want to use the text. I want to use words to show it so kids can, there's a visual representation so that was kate's brilliance in figuring out how she was going to do the illustration and what she needed for it so like i said this was it was a tricky one and it was definitely really collaborative to have that link between the illustrator and the author like that um, and i was really just so <laughs> <laughs> to get the things together
4: it was so, really yeah. the whole process was sort of organic and it was a bit like the the, our heroine's path, in a way. It was so nice that starting, obviously I had your, the, the text at the beginning, but as I started working on it, then I realised it was building up for me as well, sort of these layers of what I, how I was going to illustrate it and what I needed to do. And I didn't, the first time I read it, I didn't, that didn't occur to me, but when I started working on it, I thought, I need some, I need something here, I need, and it needs to come from Rebecca, obviously. Otherwise, I'm going to yes. start making up. Funny <laughs> and it was brilliant. And then I got this enormous file from Rebecca with
1: everything and more that I could have needed. That's I love wonderful. It. Could you give us a little bit more of a look into what the editing process was like for the story? It sounds like it came in pretty strong, but what was the editing um, that you guys worked on together? Yeah
3: it did come in really strong. When I got the submission and as Rebecca kind of talked about, she was really specific about how she was writing the rhyme, how she was building the story, uh, making sure that each word that she was using not only fit within her rhyme scheme, but sounded wonderful and fit within kind of the buildup of the story. Um, and it- it, it really came in super strong and when someone really understands rhyme like that and a story arc and, and all of that, um, I can't mess with it too much because I'm not going to make it any better at that point. Rhyme is really, really tricky to do um, and Rebecca does it extremely well um, so there's not a lot of need for me to go in and fuss with it too much. Um, most of what we did was more format sort of stuff and more like how it was going to look printed on the page. So we did a lot of kind of grammar things, style things. We cut a lot of ellipses. We added some ellipses. We added some periods here and things like that to help with um, the way someone who was not familiar with the text at all, opening it up for the first time to make sure that they were going to read it. With the kind of rhythm that was intended for it. Uh, So it was really mostly changes like that. I think there were a few places where we made slight tweaks to some of the some of the words just to make the the rhythm flow a little bit better. We also made some logistical edits, one of which I think we changed the original text had boots and we changed it to shoes, and then Kate drew her amazing boots. And we were like, well, let's go back to boots. <laughs> That's great. So sometimes that happens uh, where I think I'm making a really savvy, savvy note about, you know, uh, she wouldn't have boots on at school, but then she looked so cute in her yellow boots at school. And we we're like, oh, well, let's roll with that. And we'll just go back to boots. Um, so yeah, the editing process was this, for this one was, um, yeah, it, it was pretty streamlined. Um, I think we had what maybe two or three rounds, Rebecca, that we went back and forth on.
0: Kate, we have been gushing about your illustrations this entire time. You've just really captured what a storm of words would look like. You've got the, you know, the falling raindrops, you've got the images inside, you've got the swirling topics. Can you give us a little more of a look into the illustration process for this book?
4: Yeah, I started off with. Actually, with character development, when I had the the manuscript, it's not clear if it's a boy or girl, because it's first-person perspective. So I drew like a bunch of different kids flashing around and tripping over and being knocked down, and that was really good fun. That's one of the best bits. Um, And then it was decided um, to go with this particular girl. And then I carried on... um, with sketches of her because I wanted to sort of capture her her moods at the be- this sort of movement like I said from her being quite flat at the beginning and then to having loads of energy and fun by the end of it and then it's really I start off doing everything in pencil quite rough and then I move onto the iPad and do everything digitally and then I did all my storyboards and my characters, and then once I had approval on those, I think we did a couple of spreads in full colour, and I also knew I wanted to use quite a minimal palette, which I do mostly in my work. Anyway, I wanted the colours to that I did use to pop, and um, I knew there was gonna be this big thunder scene with the black page, and I, I wanted, I just used colours very judiciously in it, and but also have that, those colours build up and become more and more as the story goes. So that's once, once the storyboard and the first spreads were approved, then I just took it from there. And I did go back and forth a couple of, there are a couple of spreads that got done a few times. I changed my mind and went back and forth. But <laughs> I had to find that balance between capturing what was happening and keeping energy in it and the flow of it and, and the spirit of it, I guess. Who's the
0: biggest there? Definitely succeeded.
4: It's brilliant. It's brilliant. (laughs) Yes, I love it. I
0: love it. Mm -hmm. We have one last question for each of you. And we're going to start with you, Sarah. When someone reads this book, what do you hope they feel or learn?
3: I hope they feel inspired to write themselves and to build a story themselves i loved writing as a kid and i think that this is something that may spark that in kids who maybe haven't tried telling stories in that way before um so i hope that it inspires kids to write a story of their own
1: definitely will inspired me i feel like i read it and i was like oh i feel like i want to go write. (laughs) (laughs) kate same question (laughs) when someone reads this book what do you hope they feel or learn
4: I also think it, it's advice that can apply to anyone who's creative, and it applies to 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 me, to illustrators, writers. I think, for, I would hope that they would get out of it. Don't worry, have fun, get messy, just do do it, try it, and see what comes out of it. At the end,
1: yes,
0: I love That's that. Great. Okay, uh, Rebecca, how about you? What do you hope people feel or learn when they read this?
2: I hope that kids learn and everybody learns that ideas are everywhere. And just because an idea doesn't come immediately, that they shouldn't just give up. Sometimes it just takes a little time to let the storm brew, let the mind wander a little bit. And then when that idea does come, I hope they feel the joy and excitement of letting their imaginations just go crazy. I think sometimes kids feel like they have to write and that it's boring, but I really hope that brainstorm reminds kids that playing with ideas and writing about something that they're excited about can be super fun.
0: A big thank you to Rebecca, Kate, and Sarah for joining us today and giving us a look into the creative process for brainstorm. Check out the show notes to learn more about Rebecca and Kate. If you love the show, please consider supporting us through Patreon so we can continue to bring you these interviews and more. Link is in the show notes. Don't forget, subscribing to the podcast ensures you won't miss an episode, and we would love it if you would leave a review. Thanks for listening and happy happy looking. looking.